0: Welcome back to The Eva Show. As you might have guessed, I'm your host and life coach, Eva Miller, and this is episode 25. Today, I wanna talk about how to create harmony between your achievements and being productive and feeling alive and finding joy in your everyday life. Because so many people, we're busy doing the things, we're getting stuff done, we're checking things off the list, we're multitasking, we're tag-teaming, we're finding new ways creative ways to do all the things but we are lacking in the aliveness so today on the show i want to assess three key areas and i want to discuss strategies to keep you moving in the direction you want to go okay let's go hey hey welcome to the eva show i'm eva miller As a domestic violence survivor turned life and wellness coach, I'm on a mission to help you acknowledge your worth, reclaim your power, and find your voice in this noisy world. If you're feeling stuck and looking for help, or you just want to be reminded that it's A-OK to be your unique self in a conforming world, you're in the right place. You ready to ditch expectations other people have put on you and rise to become who you've always wanted to be? Let's go! All right, I'm calling this episode the Hammer episode because it's going to be fast, swift, and it's going to hit hard. I'm holding nothing back, but (laughs) what else is new? Okay, just if you are a black and white thinker, right now I just need you to be silly putty or slime or just basically nothing rigid or stiff right now. This is one of those times when some gray area is a good thing it's not a pop quiz, it's not a test, and there's no true false. It's not one or the other. It's not binary here. This is for gathering information only. And I've said this before, I'll say it again. There's no judgment when you're gathering information. Information is useful, even if you don't like the information you get. And the reason it's useful is because if you want to make a change or pivot, you can do that. That's what the information's for. So just like a GPS gives you information, this is going to tell you where you are and which direction you need to go to get where you want to be. So you're not allowed to place any judgment on anything yet. In fact, I'll let you know when you can, okay? So right now, as we talk about these things, these three areas, I want you to have nothing but love, grace, and mercy for yourself if you're tempted to feel any kind of way about your responses, okay? So on a scale of one to ten, with one being the least or the worst, and 10 being the most or the best. I want you to go with whatever your initial knee-jerk gut response is. Whatever number pops up first, that's your number. There's only three areas. Nobody's gonna know what your number is unless you tell them anyway. But remember, this isn't about anybody else and it's not for anybody else. It's about you and it's for you. So when you're thinking about your most important relationships, work, and the everydayness that is your life, how would you rate your overall satisfaction? One through 10. Like, are you happy with your partner and your kids, but maybe not as much with your job? Or do you really love your job and you find yourself using it as an excuse not to be at home? Do you have all the good feels when it comes to your family and your job, but you just feel like there's a piece missing that you can't put your finger on? Do you feel a little less joy than you want to? Do you feel a little less vibrant than you used to? Or, you know, you've never felt vibrant, maybe, and you want to, but you don't know how? Just keep that number in mind, okay? For the next question, and don't freak out on me on this one. Hear me all the way out, and we'll talk more about it when we get to the strategies section, okay? This is the area of clarity. So... How clear are you on a scale of one to 10 about what lights you up inside? What you might say your purpose is. And I don't mean like, well, my purpose is in five years, I'm going to do this and I'm going to have this kind of plan. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in those quiet moments when you think about what you want to leave behind or what you want to be known for or how you want to help the world or the contribution you want to make to it on a scale of one to 10, how clear do you feel in that area? And then finally, how would you rate your free time? And I don't mean how satisfied are you with the amount of free time you have. I want you to rate how you spend your free time. And still not being judgmental about your rating yet, just be curious. Now that you've given yourself these numbers, 1 through 10, I want to talk about some things we can do, some strategies. And dig a little deeper. So in the area of satisfaction, why did you rate it the way you did? Did you rate it lower because of your job? Are you in the wrong work? Are you unhappy like with what you do? Or you like what you do, but the environment's not appealing to you? Are you unhappy in your relationship? Are you mediocrely happy, but maybe you're lacking a little zing that you want to feel about everyday life? Because, you know, remember, you're trying to create a life you don't want to escape from. Dreading Monday through Friday for 40 years of your life is not a way to live. So what can you do to move the needle? And if you rated this on a scale of like five, for example... The goal of this isn't to get you to a 10 in one fell swoop. The idea is the move to move the needle toward the 10, because not everything can be changed in, you know, half an hour. This is not the Brady Bunch where everything gets good after 30 minutes. But your messy, loud, beautiful, crazy, sweet, precious, wild, one life is worth spending some time on to get it the way you want it, right? To make it yours. So what would need to be different in order for you to feel more satisfied? Where do you need to be different in order for you to feel more satisfied? Are you missing support from someone? Like, what is it? And think about the things that you love about your life, the pieces and the areas that are mm, perfect, just like they are. Like, ask yourself, how did you create that? What did you cultivate to make those areas the way they are? Because they didn't happen just by chance. You didn't just get lucky and step into something. It's something you did. You created it in some way. You worked. You took out things. You added in other things, like a recipe that you love. Oh, this has too much Time in it, too much rosemary, this doesn't have enough basil. You tweaked it. You did this. So what did you do to foster those areas and maintain them? And then how can you apply those same habits and beliefs and behaviors to move the needle in the areas that you're not as satisfied with? Spend some time thinking about that and visit it again later. Okay, now on to the area of clarity. It doesn't have to be lofty or fancy or seem noble, you know, your purpose. It just has to be real. So if you rated this area a low number, I want to ask you some questions and give you some feedback. What do you live for? What do you fight for? Where are you going? What do you bring to the world? What do you give to the world or what do you want to give? What do you secretly or not so secretly dream about doing? Is the reason that you say yes to everything because you're not focused on anything? That happens. Look, living passively is reactionary. It's basically living life in the passenger seat. You're not in control of the gas, you're not in control of the brakes, and you're not really in control of the direction you're going because you can like reach over and grab the steering wheel, but that doesn't mean you're actually gonna go where you wanna go. So how can you be truly happy that way? It might work for a while, but it's not gonna be okay for forever. And you are worth putting in this effort. You are worth getting intentional, getting active, being proactive about this. We were created to be productive and have purpose. And people who believe their life doesn't have purpose are the most unhappy, according to science. When people retire from their jobs or their kids grow up and leave the nest, a lot of them struggle with depression because they feel like they have no purpose or direction. And people who flounder tend to become apathetic and disinterested, and that leads to depression and anxiety and overall unfulfillment in a lot of other areas as well. And, you know, if you're not all about trying to create a multi-million dollar business on the side or from your garage or your home office or whatever, it's okay. It's okay if you don't have a specific definable plan. But what's not okay is to feel like you're not useful or to think that the world doesn't need what you have to offer because it does. We need you and we need what you bring to the table. And if you don't see that, or if it doesn't feel that way, you need to go to a new table and find a new tribe to hang out with. So let's talk about free time for a minute. I think most people would agree that they don't have enough free time, which is why I said that's not what we were measuring. But I think people do think that a full schedule automatically equates with effectiveness, but it doesn't. In fact, serving too many people leads to less productivity and a lower life satisfaction. In fact, I would say that being busy doing things that doesn't matter while never focusing on what does matter to you will eventually make you a whole lot less effective in all the other areas because you're going to burn out because you never feel rejuvenated or energized or reset. So... How satisfied are you on a scale of 1 to 10 with the way you're spending your time? You know, a lot of my clients rate this the lowest when we assess this. So what needs to shift? What can you do? How can you carve out time for yourself? And carving, by definition, is going to indicate that chunks are being taken out. Maybe it's not easy. Maybe there's resistance. Sometimes carving, my husband carves wood, and some things come out very easily. Other times when he's carving, it takes a little more oomph. He's got to put a little more elbow grease in some things, depending on the, the kind of wood that he's using and how deep he's trying to create a niche or a notch or a curve or whatever. So how can you carve out some time for yourself? Let's be real for a minute. Do you have trouble of thinking yourself as being worthy of even doing that? So let's talk for a second about removing some distractions. So when you talk about eliminating things and removing them, the first thing that comes to mind, of course, is social media. But how about other things? Like that's kind of an obvious one. How about other stuff? Time at the bar, time watching TV time spent with people who maybe are holding you back or don't propel you forward or aren't the best use of your time. Just because someone is related to you or in your life in a big way like at work or a member of the family maybe that you see regularly at at family functions doesn't mean that they have to have all your time. And when it comes to social media it's amazing how what a what a huge black hole of time suck that can be. So maybe you need to set a timer, or maybe you need to only go on first thing in the morning before work or at the very end of the day. But the problem with that is that's going to interfere with your renewal time. And if you're not good at renewing, that's going to be a problem. So let's talk about ways that you can renew yourself and get better at that. How about sleeping enough? You know, we give so much of ourselves away every single day that moms have a hard time going to bed because they feel like, oh, I want to take advantage of the time that the kids are in bed or before they wake up, whatever, or the time that the kids are at ball practice or something like that. But if you're doing it to the detriment of sleep or sacrificing your sleep for it, like I used to. You're hurting yourself physically so much more than you realize. I homeschooled my kids, so they were with me 24-7. And I used to stay up later after they went to bed, too late, because I wanted to do the thing that I, you know, didn't get done. And that was before the internet. And I stayed up till one and two in the morning trying to squeeze things in and get stuff done. It was uninterrupted time. The phone wasn't ringing and nobody was asking me for food or can someone come over and play or whatever. And I wasn't fussing at somebody to clean something or pick something up. But I really wasn't taking good care of my body. And now, these years later, I've been trying to repair all of that. But it's kind of a long road to to fix something that you tore up a whole long time ago. So what about eating less sugar and processed foods? In the world we live in, we go, 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 and we run so much, and it's always so fast, and we're always trying to get to the next thing. The first thing we compromise is quality food, and that's bad, like really bad. We're doing the exact opposite of what we need to do. The more you have to do the more important it is for you to have a nourishing meal. I'm talking about real food, not anything that comes from a box. I mean, it's okay if you have to do that sometimes, but it shouldn't be your norm. That's hurting you. How about meditation? There's something very powerful. I know it seems small. It might sound dumb. It might sound insignificant. It might sound woo. But there is something to be said for sitting down Closing your eyes and just nothing. It's amazing how doing that, breathing, focusing on your body, how you feel, closing your eyes and kind of taking an assessment from head to toe slowly about what's happening and noticing your breath while you do that, that actually makes you more productive. How about reading? I used to read all the time. And then I had kids and my reading changed. I stopped reading books and I started reading magazines because the articles were shorter and I could actually feel like I got through something before I got interrupted. And then it turned into reading pretty much only for a purpose. I didn't read for pleasure anymore. I was reading for college or for something that I needed to learn to either give to someone else or do for a job or something like that. Everything had a purpose. The pleasure was gone. How about crafting? I really love working with my hands. I love making pottery, like actually digging in there in the in the gunky stuff and, and making things with my hands. How about crafting things? Do you like to do that? That is a whole different part of your brain that you're using. And it's important. What about being outside? Nobody seems to go for walks anymore. There's, It's a, just sitting in the sun, hearing the birds listening and hearing the sounds around you and just breathing fresh air or exercising more how about eating more vegetables renew your body with healthy food getting away detaching have you done that have you ever done it and I don't mean like your family vacation once a year for a week I'm talking like do you ever take time to just disconnect from everything whether it's as a family or just by yourself, like your brain needs room to roam. We are so caught up in the confines of life. We have our compartments with, you know, I have my work compartment, like a waffle, I got this compartment over here for work. I got that compartment over there for my gym time. I have this compartment over here for time with my kids and this compartment for taking the kids here and dropping off at school and blah, blah, blah. We have all these compartments, but there's no room for your brain to stretch its legs and you've got to have that. So when productivity is high, Because you've got to get it done. You've got timetables and deadlines. And no matter, you know, especially if you're a high achiever or a person who is a go-getter and you like to make lists or maybe you just like to stay busy, productivity is going to keep going. But the aliveness side, that harmony between doing and pleasure, that gets very Way out of balance, wildly out of balance, because you start losing things you don't even realize are missing. And it's everyday joy. There's something to be said for your mental and emotional happiness. And it is as important as anything else. Your general satisfaction, peace in the moment, being present, feeling energized, all those things matter. They matter more than you might realize. If you are thinking about your kids when you're at work or you're thinking about work when you're home with the kids, that's not okay. It may be that way if you have like a certain season at work where it's kind of busy and it ramps up a little bit, but if you're always feeling like that, you might want to make a shift. And women, I want to talk a minute more about burnout Women are significantly more prone to burnout. And I don't mean just being tired. I'm not talking about the kind of tired that if you had a nap would fix. I'm talking about that emotional exhaustion. I'm talking about your adrenals. I'm talking about stress within your body. Women are reluctant to delegate. They are much more likely to put other people's needs ahead of their own. They're less likely to ask for help. They're less likely to ask for more time to complete tasks like at work. Women are more likely than men to care for the kids, even when they have a job outside the home. And we experience burnout at significantly higher rates than men do. But listen to me. The world can ask you to do things. And you can put your foot on the gas. You can press as hard as you want. But if there is no gas in the tank, yeah, car's not going anywhere. And the world can demand productivity and more, 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 all it wants to. And that foot on the pedal, it doesn't know the realities of the engine. That's why you have indicators. So looking at these things that we assessed today, these three areas, those can be your indicators. Spend a little time thinking about this and creating what you want, moving the needle, shifting, doesn't have to be ginormous, leaps, small things done consistently make a big difference. So that's what I have for you today. And I told you I would let you know when it was time to judge yourself. Well, it's still not. I'm in this episode and it's still not time. Okay. In fact, I'm just going to tell you there's never going to be a time where I tell you it's okay to judge yourself. It's okay to assess. It's okay to evaluate, but it's not okay to judge. Your aliveness and feeling alive and taking joy in your life matters as much as any amount of productivity you kick out because you're worth more than just what you do. So create some harmony between your achieving and your aliveness. That's all I have for you today. If you enjoyed this episode, I ask you to please leave a review for the podcast. Um, Ratings are great. And don't get me wrong. I love five stars, but leaving just a couple of sentences about why you like listening to the show really helps grow the podcast because people read those reviews and that's how they decide in part whether or not they're going to listen. Thank you very much. I'll be back next time. Talk to you then. Okay, changemaker. That's it for me this time. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're interested in working with me, you can book a Blue Skies Discovery call. It's totally free. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for being here. Talk to you next Monday.